people are trying to escape. But I'm, I would just tell them, do not, do not chase temporary happiness. Don't, don't chase temporary peace. Don't chase that because it's a, it's a false peace that this, that drugs will give you. Episode of One Fourth TV. Um, we're on episode five now. Today I got my co-host Big Mel. I got C. Lou in the building as well. Good, was good. Um, was good. Today, today we got a special guest um, from Newcastle, Delaware. Broke national news with an infamous five hundred dollar wedding. Um, Joel Broken Broken Bra. Excuse me if I said it wrong, bro. Um, but uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, man. I um. Like um, Lou said, man, I'm, I'm Joe Birkenbrow. I'm coming from Newcastle, Delaware. Um, I moved to California, I say back in 2012, where I went to Fullerton College. And that's what I, that's where I met, you know, Mel and I met Chris, um, who, who's all on the same basketball team. Y'all know how it went, you know what I'm saying? They, it was, you know, they played football too. They played both basketball and football. So just, just being around them. I mean, they they knew the atmosphere that we was around and stuff like that. It was it was definitely a a, a, a life changing experience just being in California, being in you know the JUCO system. Y'all know how the, the JUCO system work, um, playing sports and stuff like that. Y'all know how the system go down. But um, that was a big you know part of my life. Um, after I went to JUCO, I signed to California State, Los Angeles. Um, played there for two years. My senior year. Got cut short because of you know certain situations and stuff like that. Got cut short, but um, luckily, in 2000, late 2016, 2017, I was I was able to play um, you know play got my first offer to play in Bolivia. So I played in South South America. From South America, I played in over 17 different countries and since for about five six years, man. So. Um, the, the route I took was different, you know, especially coming from a small state of Delaware. You don't really hear about athletes coming from Delaware. Um, it wasn't a big thing as far as um, when it comes to athletics. So coming from Delaware, you know, I, I put that, I used that as a chip on my shoulder. And now I see players like Bones Holland that's on the L.A. Clippers that come from where I come from. You know, that, that just gives me um, – you know, it, it just confirms a lot of things in me that, like, yo, like where I'm coming from, you can't make it. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, for sure. Now I'm, 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 when you was, go ahead. I thought uh, when you was growing up in Delaware, when when did you actually start uh, hooping? Um, so I didn't start playing basketball till I think I was ten years old. I had moved to Atlanta. You know, the funny story is I was in Atlanta, right? And yeah. um, I went to Snellville Middle School. And after Snellville Middle School, you know, you usually have them, them schools where you go to one, um, you go to one middle school and the, the 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 high school that's next to your neighborhood or something like that. You go to that, you go to that high school. So, um, right. The high right. school I was supposed to go to was with Lewis Williams. Lewis Williams, um, he went to Southwood High School. So Lewis Williams, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. Dwight Howard. Um, but the funny thing is, in middle school, the reason why I started playing basketball um, in middle school. Um, it's crazy. So LeBron's LeBron's coach at St. Vincent St. Mary's was my sixth grade middle school teacher, bro. And this is how I found out about LeBron. 
Yeah. Didn't even know. Yeah. He told me he told me who this basketball player was. LeBron James is gonna be the next great thing, whatever. Come to find out who he is. All right, y'all see what's going on. But that was my middle exactly. school teacher, man. Y'all look up Stephen Colt. He was my middle, he was my sixth grade middle school teacher. And that was the reason when he told me that, told told me about LeBron, that's what made me go full fledged and playing basketball. I was a football player at first. Yeah. Then I, that's what made me play basketball. So, so yeah, I started playing basketball. Like went all in with it after that. You said what? I said, do you feel like you kind of went in, went all in with uh, basketball, kind of like after that? All in, man. Yeah. All in. It, it was it was something about him, the story, man, about LeBron just made me just, hey, if he could do a lot, let me try. Yeah, so, you know sure. what I'm saying? Exactly. So, yeah, that's what made me start playing basketball, really taking it serious, man. I got a quick question. So, so um, I got a quick question. What, what made you, you know, coming from uh, where you came from, what made you just decide, like, you know, after high school, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my chances and just you know go to California and go to a JUCO, because you know JUCO is and, is and one tough, more. Mm-hmm. And on, on on top of that, to add to Mel's question, before you even decided JUCO, did you have any like college interest or scholarships or anything? Okay. <clears throat> so, um, man, so as far as basketball thing, like I never. With, with my attitude and how I was how how I grew up, man, I never thought basketball would take me where it took me. It actually saved my life, bro. Mm-hmm. Like to be honest, if it weren't for basketball, you you guys probably wouldn't even be talking to me right now. So, um, yeah, right. I had looks going in. I mean, in high school, I didn't start. I started playing like school basketball wise because I was always in trouble. So high school was the first time I was I stayed out of trouble. It was like, okay, I'm going a, I'm to a try to do this high school basketball thing. So ninth grade, I went to William Penn. And shout out to William Penn. They just they just went to the um, the, ch- the state championship just yesterday, matter of fact. So I went to William Penn. Mm-hmm. And um, I played with dudes like Brian Oliver. Um, he went to Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, I played with James P., another another basketball Delaware legend. Um, but those were, the, those were the type of guys I played with. And those are the type of guys that – you know, I, I looked at and seen talent, seen greatness in them that made me want to just, hey, I'm, I'm going to take this real serious. So, um, mind you, so me playing, I went to three different high schools um, in my high school days. So I went to I went to William Penn my freshman year. I transferred, went to Hudson Votech for two years. That's a vocational school. And then I ended up going to a, a military school in Virginia. Um, but... I ended up getting looks through AAU. Luckily, I got. Um, I had a guy named Terrell, o- Terrell Myers, who is the owner of the We Are One Sports, and he's the one that has mm-hmm. all the. the he's the one who got like me, AJ English, who played at Iona. He got Bones Highland right. that went to. Um, I, I forgot what, what college he went to, but he's you know in the league. Got a, he got a, they got a lot of league guys, but it was because right. of us. It was because of you know me, AJ English, Elijah. Um, Jalen Bond, he started off the AU with us, with the group. Um, I say the, the 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 guys in that year mm-hmm. was, with, right. um, and with that he was able to you know conjure up um, a whole bunch of you know we are one at AU teams to to bring it to where it is today. But um, you know I had looks in high school, but I never had the grades, and because I didn't have the grades, of course you had to look at that JUCO option, you had to look at the prep school option. And I had to take the Juker out because my grades wasn't wasn't up to par. Y'all know 
your grades up the part. You either go post grad prep school or you take the JUCO route. So I had to take the JUCO route. For sure. Right. For sure. For sure. Uh, was it a big a big change you coming you know from there and then actually being you know at Fullerton like was it what you expected it would be or you know was it was it kind of something that was just totally different and you had to really adjust to it? Man, it was it was it was different, man. Coming from the East Coast, you know the West Coast and East Coast is different. So of course you know being out right. in California, I'm like, hey, I'm in California, like it's lit, like I'm out, I'm out, here, right. I'm out here now, but. Yeah. It's it's a yeah. different pace. Like I, I feel like the West Coast is more it's more athleticism and it's more fast paced type game rather than the East Coast more physical slow down you know type gritty type game. So right, I right, seen right. it was a chance for me to it, it gave me it gave me a leverage a little bit because I came in with like a chip on my shoulder to where even though that it was more I was an athletic guy so my game mm-hmm. could fit. With the West, with with, um, with the West Coast type game, and I think this is right. that it was why I was able to translate my game even further because playing out here and seeing the type, seeing this, the style of play, I was a, I was able to you know elevate my game in a sense. So it's just right. in a basketball aspect and just the just the all around lifestyle aspect. I feel like you know coming to California, going to JUCO, going to um, Fullerton, it definitely it, it gave me a leverage to where if I would have took it. Seriously enough, I, I probably would have took my game and took my, took my, I say, life in a different in a, in a different way. But it is what it is. No, yeah, I understand. And, no, and I understand. to um to hit on uh, California JUCO sports a little bit, um, I had the opportunity to, to play both in California and then go to a national junior college in Texas. Um, for the national JCs, you know they got scholarships you get meal plans you don't get the best place to live but they still offer you somewhere to live um whereas to cali you you completely on your own there is no scholarships you got to try to find an apartment off campus um kind of talk about that a little bit and because i don't think many people really understand how much is a much of a struggle it is like you're completely independent once you hit the the juco system so that kind of looks like for for a Okay. Or out of town, so, to come to California to a JUCO. Um, I'm gonna be straight up. So I, I went to a I went to a national JUCO. I went to Lamar um, Community College out there in Colorado. So I know what you mean. You got a place to live. You got a place to stay. As a matter of fact, you only can go to that school if you play the sports. So you had it. It had you right. set exactly. up to where you know I'm gonna I'm prepare you for a professional lifestyle. I'm gonna prepare you for college. I'm gonna prepare you for this and that. Rather, you know, you could, I came to California. And it's, it's like, again, you're independent. So if you ain't hungry, if you ain't out here trying to really do something with your life, you're not going to survive, man. I'm talking you, you're not. You're not. You're either going to fall. You're either going to fall into the category of partying. You're going to fall in the category of, of mm-hmm. girls, uh, falling drugs, the whole nine. If you ain't got, if you ain't hungry, if you ain't disciplined enough to really Lock in and stay focused on uh, and focus on what you got to do. You're gonna fall victim to that because California is not is California Jugo is not built for just for for people that's not hungry. You see what I'm saying? You at a national sure. Jugo, you're given certain things that you're not given in California Jugos. You're given you you got meal plans like you said. You got meal plans. You got a place to rest your head. Sure. I know people in California Jugos that ain't that had to sleep at the park. You see what I'm saying? So it's it's yeah, it's a sure. different type of hunger, right. a different type of commitment you got to have and a different type of 
determination you got to have to survive California JUCO because a lot of people go to California JUCOs and a lot of people are good. There are some good people that you're competing against. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's a grind, man. It's, it's definitely a grind. Who, who would you say was kind of like that's that? A, that's I a fact. Man. Oh, go ahead, Rob. Uh, I was gonna say you and uh, Chris could definitely attest to that. I had a little taste of it at uh, San Bernardino, living in the Palms. You probably got a full bedroom apartment. You got two people in each room. You probably got three, four people in the mm-hmm. living room, bro. Like that, that should get tough sometimes. Bro, it's crazy. And, and you supposed to you supposed to find a way to be cool with that while still trying to graduate, like still trying to make it to class. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. you, you figuring all that out. At the same time, like it get real tough. Like, like you were saying, like the people that's not really hungry or that really can't just focus and, and tune stuff out. Like when it's time to really go, like they usually the people that don't make it, like regardless of talent or not, like that really usually be like the separating factor. Yep. Like it's tough, it's tough, bro. It's tough. I've seen a lot of people fall victim, man. Even I, 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 I came, you know, I fell victim to it, man. But again, I was. It was, it was, luckily God had his hands on me, man. Because I, I tell you, Juco, right. California Juco, bro, changed my whole world. It changed my life. It, 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 like, it legit yeah. changed my life. Good and the good in a positive way and a negative way. But, like, again, if you ain't hungry right. enough, if you ain't, if you ain't committed, dedicated to what you do, it's a wrap. So, so during that time, sure, like, no, sure. knowing that it's, you know, so tough being a Juco, like, that's kind of how we all met uh, uh, during, the, during our time at Fullerton. Who would you say was like the person uh, that kind of you know kept your head on straight during these times? Like how we was talking about, it, it's kind of easy to you know fall below the wayside at a, at a at a school like that, being across the country, not really having the funds to be able to do different things. Like who kind of like helped keep you like on the level path and you know to get things done while you're out there? Um. Or was it just your Elf, own personal tough, mindset, would, of, you know, not wanting to go back? It's 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 that, and I would say my brother. You know, rest in peace to my brother, man. Um, my brother always he was a football guy. You know, he he loved football. He wanted to go do big things in football. But again, you know, uh, with um, you can be become a product of your environment. So him seeing me, him seeing sure. me do my thing, he always tried to encourage me, like yo. Even when I had bad days, even when I had, you know, tore my ACL, he like, yo, keep keep pushing. So I, I he just just right. just just reflecting on how my life could have been if I would have stayed home, you know, like how my brother did. Mm-hmm. Um just reflecting on that. That 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 kinda like gave me a, a drive and a, a push because I knew what I didn't want to come back to. You see what I'm saying? Like um Exactly. You, it's yeah. like you making it and then you looking back and it's like you you got people that you want to bring with you but where you at right now you just, you, you really can't because you you struggling in an environment you at yourself especially being in juco you right. struggling too so when people need help it's like hey i want to help you <clears throat> you know what i'm saying like I'm, but i'm trying to figure it out too right That's I was my brother man my brother man rest in peace bro um rest, rest peace, i will say bro when I when I first met you and on the team, that was around the time you know you was hurt as well. Or, and I, I remember we really didn't get a chance to be on the court together. But I remember like, bro, like you always was getting guys up. Like even guys like you more ready to play than people that was on the court. 
Bro, I used to watch that like, bro, I can't wait till dude come back. Like, and it's crazy because you you know, you talked about those was times, you know, you were struggling and going through stuff, but like when we in the gym, bro, like you was the energy for most people, like getting people going, like pumping people up, ready to play, like so people re- probably really wasn't even, you know, like I was saying, more ready to play than most people. That's like, yeah. you could really see that, like, the passion in it. A lot of people, you know, they it didn't mean as much to them. You could tell, like, it meant a lot to you. You know what I'm saying? You coming from way, you know, way far away. Like, and you hurt. You can't even play right now. Like, And then you could just see the hunger in you, like, immediately. Like, and, bro, I love going to practice and playing and being on that team. Like, we really changed stuff around just to, Having you motivating dudes and getting dudes ready, like out of their body, ready to play yeah. type stuff. Yeah, hey, I, I still be. I remember when Bo, when you and Mel came to practice, it was it was it was different, man. Like you know, you don't even gotta speak to a person to see what they're about. You can just see, look at look at they look at their body language, look at their style, just just look at how they look at look at how they operate around people, just see how they how they move. You know who's who's ready, who's not, bro. That's just how. Athletes are. Right. We gonna look somebody up and down and see. All right, this is the type of player that they are. You feel what I'm saying? And that's and that's yeah, yeah. and I, just having y'all on the team. Like y'all brought a different beast out of people, bro. It was the reason why you right. know coach had y'all on the team. It, it wasn't because hey, we need we need we we did need more bodies, but we did need we need a, we need a, we need people that was that was that was ready to play and people that's gonna have that attitude, man. Like it, it, that's for sure, what we needed, for and sure. and I agree. Like you just just the just the the energy, energy is needed, man. The energy that I try to bring was because I didn't have nobody doing that for me, bro. And I had to, I had to come inside sure. of me to bring it out because I was struggling myself. So if I, I needed, needed, for needed sure. something sure. to to get other people going because it's like, yo, if I don't do this, bro, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to make it the next two up these next couple of days. I don't know how I'm going to make it to tomorrow if I don't, sure. if I don't, if I can't be somebody yeah, else's yeah. potential. You feel what I'm saying? That's what I do. For sure. I did, bro. For sure. And I'm still the same. Still the same. Cool. Man. Yeah. So um, you you play them years at uh, Fullerton Juco. Then you get that scholarship offer to go to Cal State LA and hoop. How how are you feeling at that moment? You feeling like you, you finally make it? You finally on a, the right path you want to be on it as a, as a basketball player? Man, I felt like all the all the work I was I put in was was – um. I was getting paid back. I was getting what I was due, and um, I wasn't supposed yeah. to go. I wasn't supposed to go D two, man. I was supposed to go to Iona with my boy AJ English. I was supposed. To, I was getting looks at Cal State Fullerton. I was getting looks at you know Long Beach State, Robert Morris. I was. I had. A, I had a lot of looks, man. But I had to graduate Fullerton to be able to go D one. So I'm like, right. man. I mind you, I'm not a school guy. Like, man, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna settle. They're gonna give me a full scholarship. Get my Pell Gram. Get I ain't gonna be able to come out of pocket. So hey. coming from Juco though. <laughs> hey. I'm gonna work from Juco though. Hey. Yeah, you feel me? Like I'm hey, I'm gonna check bro. very much. All right, cool. We, we good. <laughs> um, but I really I really felt like yo, this is like I really worked for this point. So I felt like this was my my due. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. And sure. then um, from there, well, we'll actually talk about how those two seasons at Cal State okay. LA went for you. Talk about Man, that. Man, so my junior year, when I was, I feel like that was, 
one of one of my best best years as far as athletically. I feel like um, my sophomore year at Fullerton College that was my best year. I feel like that was my best basketball year I had ever. You know, average about twenty points, ten yeah. rebounds. You know, I was first team off conference. Oh, I was I was getting it in. Um, but then when I went to you know I went to Cal State LA, you know your roles change. You know roles change. You might be this guy. Sure. When you go when you go up, when you go higher, you got to change some things up. So um, exactly. you know, when you fall into that system, it's like I'm, I'm a, let me let me let me let me do the system. Um, I didn't really know the plays like that. You know they had different types of plays. You know me, I'm like man, yeah. I, I'm just trying to do all their hoop. Like forget them plays, you know. So yeah, yeah. You know, that 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 hindered me. So coach can't really play me like that. He played me because he knew he had to play me, but. It was the plays that really hindered my game, not knowing, not really taking the game seriously. It's not about just going out there and hooping. You really got to know playing. You got to know, you got to study. It's, it's really another another job for real. You feel me? I think I was caught up sure. in just being there and, like, just, you know, living that living that basketball life that I didn't really take it seriously. But, you know, my junior year, man, was I, I, I really, really loved my junior year. Um, I didn't score as much, but. I was I, I was still the, I was still the player that they recruited me as, um, but you know junior year I was still, you know still getting in, you know I got in, I think I think I got drug tested one day, me and my boy me and my roommate we got drug tested one day, mind you I wasn't doing no drugs back when I after I got signed you know I laid it off I laid it off you know uh-huh. smoking weed and all that I stopped doing that so right. I'm like yo I'm really trying to take it serious now. So I, he got drug tested. I passed. Yeah. He passed, right? Instead of just saying, "Okay, I passed my drug test. Let's just just keep let's keep grinding it out," I thought I was like, "Okay, I, I, I took my drug test. I'm not gonna get drug tested more, no more. So let me let me let me start getting high again." And um, you know, yeah. I made some dumb decisions to the point where I ended up ended up getting kicked out the dorms, man. Um, last like the end of the year, so I getting I got kicked out of dorms. So. Instead of instead of having a school or, or a dorm to go to for my senior year, I had to find a place to stay. You feel what I'm saying? And that was the that was step one from you know me finishing out the year strong my senior year to me completely ruining my senior year, bro. I completely ruined my senior year. I'm not blaming no. I I ruined my senior year because of this, the the decisions I made, man, and. It was it was it was me. It was stuff I was dealing with that I didn't open up to people about. Um, mm-hmm. It was just some things that people, you know, when you play sports, there's a lot of things that go on as a student athlete that we don't talk about. And instead of me talk For about sure. those things, I let it destroy me in a sense. You feel what I'm saying? So I had, I had a terrible senior yeah, year, I man. I, I I got I kicked out. I didn't kick out. I didn't get kicked out the school, but I, I basically dropped out. Um, got kicked off the team. Luckily, I got kicked off the team. My coach still allowed me to get my scholarship. He could have just took all that away, but he allowed me to to finish finish right. out school. But man, I was so depressed and out. I, I just I, I went back home, man. I went back home. Right. So I was done with school. But um, to answer your question, man, I like um, those two years. I feel like my junior year was one of my best years, but my senior year it was just the year that you know I just. I fell off, man. I, I fell off. And and from that point, oh my fault. Go ahead, Lou. I was just gonna say, do you use that as like 
a motivation for you to like keep pushing when you feel like things getting hard now or when you feel like you you might you know everybody get a, a certain time where they going through a little something or some might be weighing on you heavier than you know usual do you use that as something to keep you motivated and keep you you know what i'm saying going and pushing for it bro i still have dreams of my college days bro I'm like, yo, that's, that's right. already, that's Same, already dead and gone. Why I'm still having dreams about it is because I know I still have regrets from those days. You feel what I'm saying? I do, I do use right. that as motivation and encouragement during those bad times. I just, I, I realize being an adult now and being out of college that, yo, it's, it's, it's going to be something either way, good or bad. It's going to be something, bro. It's, it's always sure. something. And, I'm just, I, I'm just, I just learned to live. I just learned to live like just expecting, you know, expecting good to happen, but also knowing the reality of how life is. Life is life, bro. Like it's, it's gonna be something always right. coming up, but how you navigate, move, and adjust, adapt for sure that will get you through. Exactly. For sure, and I feel like those situ. My bad, Rob. I'll just say I feel like those situations really help us to to prepare us for sit when we have situations like those, you know, as far as the right way to keep your mind, you know, when you're going through those situations, you know, the right yeah. way to move and stuff. So sure. I definitely feel like those moments really, you know, yeah. make us Juco, stronger, like bro. Juco college period make you, it, it make you, it don't make you a man, but it make you a man. You know what I'm saying? It makes you grow quicker and it does teach you life less that you want to need when you get when you get in this life. I mean, when you get older and stuff like that, it teaches you ways how to how to do certain things because of that life that you did live. For sure, exactly. And to to piggyback off uh, Chris' question a little bit, um, when he was was saying, how do you how did you keep that motivation? And you talk about your senior year where you basically got yourself kicked off the team. Um, at that point, are are you feeling like? Basketball might not be it no more. Like you feel me? I know anybody who play any sports probably want to be a professional. So, are you feeling like I just wasted this senior year? I don't even know if I want to hoop no more, or or what's going through your head, bro? At that time, I ain't care about life, bro. I ain't care about basketball. Yeah, I ain't care about nothing. So many people try to come help me, bro, and I'll just push them away because I was living a life where I didn't even want to live, bro. Like basketball wasn't even out on, wasn't even on my mind. Yeah. I didn't even care about basketball. That's why I just went home. Because if I didn't if I didn't go home, bro, I don't know what I would have done to somebody or to myself. So, right. so it, it was right. just it was something in me that knew basketball. It, it was my identity in basketball. I knew basketball was all I had. So I I told myself when I got home, yo. I may feel, I know I'm feeling like this, but basketball is all I got. Like I need to do something with it. So it, it was crazy how I got my first deal too, because when I went home, people was already you know on Facebook you got the message requests and stuff like that. I happened to look at my message right. request and I had somebody um, it was it was a guy in, in in South America that hit me a year before, and I didn't, this is my first time seeing it. Damn. So I, I see it like, yeah, we, you know, we interested in, you know, we trying to bring you out here or whatever. I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm, I might be too late. So I just messaged him back, like, yo, like, I'm out of school right now. Like, I'm, like, y'all still interested? He happening? Are you, are you like training right. during this time? Wasn't even training, like, bro. Wasn't even training. <laughs> still That's crazy, training. bro. Um, 
you know, doing things I'm not supposed to do. But when he said that, that's what like, oh, I got to get my stuff together. Let me get my <laughs> that was like your wake up so call. It was that that was that was the motivation right there. That's that that was that was that was the motivation to tell me like, yo, Joe, you, you can still do something with it, even though you messed up here. You just this is another opportunity for you. Is you going? Is you going to capitalize off it, or you going to do the same thing that you did the last couple of years? So that was the motivation right there. So from that point on, it's kind of like. Uh... So what did, what did you start doing from that point on to kind of like stay on the stay on the straight path and kind of like continue to to make the right decisions during that time? So when I got that offer, like again, it, it gave me the motivation. So you know, I started working out again. I started going to the gym, LA Fitness type type thing. You know, just started working on my game. But you know, I was you know the hunger. My with me, this is with me personally. Every time I'm hungry for something, and then I get it. And then I see how things are going, and it, and it, it may be something that I don't like. I tend to say, forget it. Let me. I'm gonna fall back. So when I got there, right, I was hungry. Right. You know, he's, and a lot of things about overseas, they make a lot of promises. But it, a lot of promises be talk. You see what I'm saying? They go out there because they need you <laughs> to, to to elevate them, not to elevate me. So I got there. You know, I'm trying, right. but I start seeing things how. <clears throat> how it was bro like and that hunger that hunger slowly started to make me go back to that mindset oh i'm gonna start doing the same thing i, I used to do then because this 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 really ain't it right you feel what i'm saying so it was yeah. a cycle man it was a right. cycle for me everybody got their own story this is my right you feel me for sure but I did, I did like for again, sure. I did start a grind. I still, I started working out because I, I believe, yo, this is an opportunity for me, and whatever opportunity that's for me, that's gonna make my life better. I try to, I try to do what I, what, what is needed to, to, to fill, to fulfill that role. For sure. And how many, uh, how many seasons did you actually play overseas? I played about seven to eight, really. I don't really count like yeah. tournaments and stuff like that. You see, you got like in Asia, you got like the yeah, wild yeah. ball. I played in the Philippines, so you know you can get paid five hundred, six hundred dollars a game type thing. So you probably have yeah, three, yeah. three, two or three games in like a week. So, but I don't, I don't really count up the season. So okay. without those, I probably get seven to eight for sure. Man, so that's crazy. at at a point, do do you come to a point where you, I guess you're tired of doing the traveling back and forth and just decide that in overseas, playing overseas may not be worth it. But I'm sure you're still thankful for the experience, but do you ever hit that point or that when point do you early, hit that point? Man. I, hit, I, I hit it in, when I first got the offer <laughs> in South America, I hit it. But, again, my identity was basketball. That's what I knew, Joe. I didn't see myself as a coach. I didn't see me as an athletic director or coordinator, which I am now. I didn't see none of this, bro. All I seen yeah. was basketball, basketball, basketball. And a lot of people that do go overseas and play basketball, who even doing it right now? Their identity is basketball. They don't think they can do anything else. You feel what I'm saying? So when I was when I was sure, playing yeah. out there, I already knew in the back of my mind, I'm like, yo, this I know I can do more. It's more to life than just me just hooping all hooping all day getting a check. Being away from sure. friends, yeah. you alone. You gotta deal with people. People lying to you. It's, it's, it's a sick. It's a it's a dirty business, bro. 
I've been in, I've been in some places. I've seen yeah, some things sure. that made me say, "Yo, I'm done." But again, like basketball, I'm I'm thankful for the opportunity. I was able to I was able to grab a hold of my dream and be able to do some do a lot of things that people want to do. But for me to but if I'm a person who's going to keep it real with somebody, I'm gonna tell somebody who, they do want to go overseas. If they do want to go overseas, play pro, do it, bro, do it. But in the meantime, while you're doing that, yeah. make sure you're searching your heart and seeing who you really are outside this basketball. It's only gonna last. It's only. It's not gonna for last. Sure. You're not gonna be able to play sports forever. Find out who you. Really are. You feel what I'm saying? I'm for not sure. gonna. I'm not gonna tell kids not to go overseas. It's a lot of no. Go, go, go. Enjoy your life. Live, bro. But understand who you are outside this thing, bro. Because exactly. it's, it's going to get to a point where you want. He going. You going to hit that point where it's like, yo, this is where what he want to do, and that's what hit me. I, 2020. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that's not. I, I would have stopped there, but the reason why I ended up. You know, stopping basketball, and retiring back in 2020 was because my brother had passed away. If it wasn't because, if it wasn't for my brother passing away, who knows? I, I'd probably still be playing. So, um, I sure. think that was my that was my um, breaking point right there. So, my brother's death was like, okay, okay. nah, this sure. this I'm losing people when I'm not home. I could I could have been there type thing. Like, nah, I'm I'm done. But yeah, I did. I, I hit that limit. And, and seeing seeing all the dirty stuff that didn't that was going on, I just, I decided. But even though it was a sacrifice, I had to find myself outside of that. Mm-hmm. It was a sacrifice. So like, yo, basketball right. ain't it for me no more. For sure. So kind of talk you, about like your transition ahead, from uh, like once you was kind of like done. Once you knew that you were finally done playing sports for good. Like myself personally, like I kind of took that that the time like right after the sports. When I kind of knew it was done, that was kind of like a time that was one of the toughest in my life to really like accept. Like, sure. man, I feel the same way. Doing this my whole life. Like, <clears throat> this is kind of like all I've been doing for these twenty plus years up until this point. It was kind of like so. What, what it's, it? it's hard to find your purpose after yeah, that, bro, bro. That's the hardest. I say that's one of the hardest things besides being a teenager. Because as a teenager, you're still, you're trying to find out who you are too. Even why even. Be an athlete or anything, but exactly. that's, that's one of the hardest things is trying to adjust being an adult as well. You're trying to, you, you got to work jobs you necessarily didn't want to work. It's it's just when that happened, when when that that transition really made me question if I wasted a whole twenty years of my life chasing something that I necessarily really didn't. I really didn't. I wouldn't say one, but I didn't get to the highest of the, you know, the league was my thing. I want to, I want to go to the league. I ain't talking exactly. about the right. league. But That's that was the goal, B. bro. Of course, the plan B was playing overseas, but the, the transition afterwards was just, again, my identity was just basketball. So when you don't have an identity in something, it's like you walking around like a chicken with his head cut off. You trying to figure out what's, what to do. It's, it's hard because then you got friends For and family. Sure. Who look at you like, yo, ain't you supposed to be doing this? Like, I've seen you, like, you supposed to be playing over like, what you right. doing? They don't think, it, like, they think it's you. Like, you tried your best to get to where you wanted to be. Right. They looking at you like, bro, you ain't supposed to be in the crib, bro. What you doing, man? Right. You know me? So, man. It's, it's just, it's, I tell people, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell y'all like I tell other people who, who struggle with, with identity is that, you, you have to find 
your purpose and you got to be around people that will feed will feed will feed into you and feed your potential um outside of sports because your family and your friends are only going to know you for who they seen you as but when you go around people that don't really know you exactly um you, you, you even meeting new people and stuff like that that can that can see like okay well you speak like this like i see a lot of i see a lot of potential in you in this i see a lot of potential in you in this they started people started telling me about myself right. that i didn't necessarily see because i see myself as a basketball player so when i'm right. speaking to people and i'm doing like yo right. bro you said you should do this like you got a lot of energy you should become you should be a, you should be a coach like i see like the, the you make people go hard like you should be this so they start feeding my potential yeah. feed, feeding I'm not saying that's what i want to be but they feeding they they speaking they speaking things into me to for me to figure out my purpose exactly like opening your mind up it's all about a right, purpose. right 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 people now like <clears throat> And God created you. If if God created you with a purpose and for a purpose, that means everybody has a purpose in their life. It's just that we 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 exactly. have to find that. Once we find that, then we'll know how to move and um, uh, and, uh, and adjust and adapt accordingly to wherever we're called to be. You feel me? Absolutely. For sure. For sure. And when you're making this, oh, go ahead, Luke. No, I wasn't saying oh, nothing. Oh my fault. Um, and when you when you making this transition out of sports, um, are you have you are you with your wife at the time, or when when did you guys it's actually crazy. meet? I met my wife 2016. Remember, I got I, uh, dropped out of school in 2016. I met her. Me, right. me and my boys went to Vegas. You know, we 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 turning up or whatever, and we went to um, Tal Nightclub. And we in we in town nightclub and you know this tall tall girl coming to the club. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? You yeah, like she, 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 she calls on the club, she calls on the club. We just we just ended up talking whatever, whatever that night. And um, I think I had gave her I, I gave her my Snapchat or Instagram or something. And um, after that, you know, you think it's vague. So after that, it's like after you talk and you, it's a rap battle. That if you going back to the crib, you probably see me again. You feel right. me? So that's a fact. You know, we 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 talking <laughs> here and there. You know, once in a while, I'm not even tripping off who she is, whatever. I got my own stuff going on, and um, I say back in 2000, 2018. So 2018, um, I went to Armenia. But mind you, I was trying to get my life mm -hmm. together. I'm thinking I'm done with basketball. Um, you know, I'm working. At, I'm working at a regular job, and then I get an offer to go play mm -hmm. in Armenia. And mind you, I'm talking while, while I'm talking to her, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, I'm, I'm going to move back to California, you know, get a job there. And then I hit it with, yo, I'm about to go to Armenia. Um, and this is just off the, yeah. I'm still trying to chase my dream type thing. So I hit it with, I'm going back to Armenia. Right. And then I'm trying to, I'm, I'm you know, putting her on the backside, like not, not really communicating with her, not trying to, you know, keeping a small yeah. talk. And then I ended up um, going to play in the Philippines. And that's when things just got things just got bad, man. I ended up while I'm talking to my wife now, while I'm talking to her, you know, while I'm in the Philippines, you know, I didn't tell her that I was talking to another woman. And um, mm -hmm. you know, while I'm talking to her, come to find out, you know, the, the, this woman that I'm talking to in the Philippines has got, you know, she's pregnant now. And um, mind you, me and my wife now, like we didn't we didn't meet since Vegas. 
So I knew her, but I didn't really know her. So I didn't know right. we was really right. for each other type thing. You see what I'm saying? I didn't know because we never right, went on right. a date. It was just a one-time thing. So she thinking something real, realer than what it was at that time. In my mind, I'm like, yo, right. I got my own agenda. I'm still trying to taste this basketball drill. I'm still trying to do this, that. Right. But while right, instead right. of me being honest with her, you know, that happened. So yeah, I ended up, ended up you know, having having a do- having a daughter. You know, before we even got a chance to even really have the chance to meet. But I'll tell you this: ever since I met her, mm-hmm. and we we went through, you know, we talked things out. We went through our our differences and whatnot. I'll say that's you know, she she really she really helped me change my life. Um, we 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 officially met in 2019 when I officially flew out here in 2019. You know, we started getting our getting our groove together or getting our relationship better. Um, but we, we already, she already had a decision like, yo, I'm not, I'm not going to let you move in. I don't want to do nothing until we marry. And so we always, we try, we still trying yeah. to, you know, build our relationship with God and stuff like that. But in 20, I think it was 2021, um, 2020, 2021, I officially moved back to California to become a basketball coach. And, um, you know, we talked, talk our thing out, what we, what we want to do. And, um, you know, I proposed the question, you know, well, you heard so me. during this time, are you guys just like kind of flying long distance, bro? Long distance, bro. Long distance. How did that tough, go for you? Was that, was that tough? <laughs> tough. And this is doing yeah. this is doing COVID. This is doing the time. This is doing this is doing COVID. Yeah. This is doing time. My, my brother died. This is the time. Pregnancy, daughter coming. Like I was going through, bro. You got a lot on your plate. I know you overwhelmed. You got a lot going on. Bro. Yeah, I was yeah. Going through it, bro. I'm talking about <laughs> I was going crazy. through it, and but she was always, she was always that that person in my ear, like things want, like she just made everything much better for me in a sense. You see what I'm saying? It was weird, but it was like I yeah. felt I felt right. better though. I felt better <laughs> in a sense. But what, what the part that makes you feel weird is like, man, we we hardly really know we each ha- other, and this woman is like. I mean, she sees something in me that I kind of don't even, I see, don't even see in myself at this point. <laughs> you see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, she's seeing all this in me, and I'm looking at, I'm looking at myself in the mirror like, she talking about? What's she talking about? I don't, I don't see the man <laughs> that you see. You feel man, me? who, me? Like, all, I, all, I, all, I, all I did, you still want to be with me? You see you know what I'm saying? Like, you still want to be with me? All I've done, bro. Right, and it, it was just something. Yeah, it, it got to the point where I tried to push her away because I felt like, yo, you too good for me. Wow, why would I try to ruin? I'm not on your life. Like you yeah. too good. You too good for me. For sure. But she, 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 she right. loved me for who I was and who I was at that time. It's like, why, why wouldn't I marry that? Why I wouldn't even think about marriage. But the way she, the way she was thinking and the way she, I, I felt like God really put her. In her I, I felt like God really put her in my life for a reason. And because of that, I'm, I'm That's a blessing, this, is, this is my wife. I want to marry her. So, you know, I proposed a question 2021. You know, now it's been a year. We've been a year married, man. Man. Congratulations, bro. Congrats, bro. So y'all, 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 um, y'all break national headlines. Y'all on um, L.A. Times, Fox 11, ABC, <laughs> just about any national uh, news thing that you can be on. How, how did this even come in, into fruition with the yep. with the $500 wedding 
And did y'all know like this would be the turnout for it, or was y'all just doing what was best for y'all? Man, at let the me time? tell you, bro. I was broke as a joke. I, that, that, that was the reason why I didn't want to get married. But I was broke during this time. And mind you, see, when we made the video, we was doing it out of just me and her. We just because she's a she's a she's a social media uh, manager. Does like YouTube. She's been doing YouTube right. for years. So she was doing it off of yeah, right. just showing people, like, yo, you ain't really gotta have a lot of money for to to, to get married type thing. You see what I'm saying? Like, of course, like, I didn't expect right. it to blow up the way it did, bro. I, we didn't expect it. We thought we was going to post a video. Right. You know, we had, we, we got, she got her dress for like $47 from she and I got my, I got my, um, my suit from Boohoo. And we were like, oh, we, we going to do this the best we can. And it just, man, I'm talking about, we yeah. woke up the next, I think it was the, I think it was in April or whatever. We just, people blowing us up, blowing us up. Oh, we, we do this, we do that. I'm like, <laughs> Family start acting different. Friends start acting different. Like, yo, what's going on? I'm like, yo, mom, like, you can never do none of your life, yo. Like, what's up, man? But yeah, I, I knew, I knew it was all out of love, and people was just people, people really didn't expect it to be the what it was because a lot of my family didn't didn't come to the wedding, but my my mom. My, my, my right. dad, you know, her family. It was only like, I'd say 20 to 30 people tops that came to the wedding. That really seen what happened. We didn't expect this thing to go right. viral the way it did. But right. you know, I think it was because of our obedience. Like, we made a commitment to God and we said we were going to do it like this. And we felt, we felt, we truly felt like God breathed on it just to show people, like, yo, this is what it's about. It's not about you know, what what you could have or just having a spectacular wedding. Like if we had the money, best believe we would have had a if we had if I had the money it would be lit. Like we yeah. we we had this far we had time. We on the hills exactly. if we had it. But I don't think that's what love the love is not really because you gotta understand the wedding only lasts a day. The marriage lasts forever. So we didn't want to go all out. I told my wife exactly. I wanna go to a courthouse. You feel me? I wanted to go to a courthouse. Right. So it wasn't even gonna be what it was if we went to a courthouse. But I think again I just breathed on it just to show right. people like, yo, this is, this is, this is a wedding. It's not really about the wedding. It's really about two people finding love, committed to each other, and really just trying to walk this thing out. For right. real, I feel like y'all helped a lot of people, you know, in ways that maybe people was in the same situation as y'all and maybe they felt like you know how you was feeling like i don't got the money to get married but you know what i'm saying i really do love this person so exactly. i mean even for somebody seeing that and and it just you know what i'm saying it could just help anybody you know what i'm saying in that situation as far as you know what I'm saying, doing it for the right reasons like it don't gotta be you know the most extravagant thing if that's not what you could do right now you know what i'm saying and then um, talk talk a little bit about over the course of your lifetime you've been through so many highs, so many lows. You now with your wife. Talk about I guess talk about your faith in God. Um, did you always just have have a strong faith that that He was gonna figure it out for you, or you know when did you as you see your life play out today? When did you really start to to believe in and, and believe that He had a purpose right, so, for you? Uh I grew up in church. I wasn't a church baby. I wasn't no pastor's kid or nothing like that. 
you know, but I had a grandma that was a deacon. You know, she always did, used to always bring us to church and stuff like that. So, you know, my, my, my foundation was always in the church. I was always, you know, Christian. I was always saved. But, you know, I, I had traumas in my life. I went through certain things in my life, which a lot of people go through, which make them doubt, which will make them make them believe like, yo, this, he ain't real. If, he, if God was real, Jesus was real, then why am, I, why am I living this type of life? So, you know, as I got older, I, yeah. I started to go astray. I started, you know, when knowledge and information come, especially when the internet age, you start reading about certain things and start seeing things on the internet, which has some truth in it, but it's not full truth. So you got all types of information out here right. that really played a key role in me going astray. And with me going astray, like in college and stuff like that, it was one of the, it, it was the, it was the funda, it was the foundation of why my life went the way it went. And I always say, like, I, I believe God was mm -hmm. on my, he had his hand on my, he had his hand on me because after all I've been through, he knew I was going to come back. He knew I just had to go through certain things because it was out of my rebellion. It was out of my, um, my own free will to go out here and neglect what I've been brought up as. It was in 2018. Right. This is when me and my wife, we started like, um, talking or whatever, I, I believe it was my time, but I was in Vietnam. You know, I was on drugs. I was, I was high. I decided I was going to, and I didn't tell this part, but I, I'm going to tell it on here. That's cool. Um, I was, I was high. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, just, yeah, I told myself like, yo, if God's real, um, I want something to happen in my life to have, to, to, to cause me to change my life. I don't want to be the same Joe no more. So I told, you know, so I was looking on YouTube. People was talking about yeah. doing acid and stuff like that. You know, so I, I found, found an acid guy person I sold acid in in Vietnam. So mind you, I'm, Viet I'm in Vietnam by myself. Mm -hmm. I'm on acid in my room. And um I could have I could have lost my life that night. But it was only because of God God intervened that night. And I'm not gonna go into a deep story. We could talk about that some other time, but I'm gonna just um, summarize it. Um God intervened in that when I was in that in that room by myself. When I felt like, you know, I was going to commit suicide, I was going to jump off a ledge, and he and he came in that room. It, it wasn't no old some guy came in my room and he spoke. No, it was his audible voice, like yo. Right. He told me he he told me two times, like yo, break that curse. And the curse he was talking, he was said he was talking about my my dad right now is in treatment right now because of drugs, man. He been on drugs his whole life, and that same that same spirit. Came on my brother, took his life. That same spirit in my life was trying to take me out, but God intervened and was like, "Nah, you gotta break that curse." And ever since then, I knew God had His hands on me, and I I told that night, "Yo, since God saved my life, I'm going to do whatever He 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 told me to. He tells me to do. I'm gonna do what's right now. I'm gonna do." What can save a lot of other young men? I'm gonna do it because look, I, I, I could have not been here. I could have, I could have wasted my life. Just how, you know, I'm not gonna say my brother wasted life, but I could have ended up like my brother. I could have ended up like my, like my dad. But God chose me to change, you know, the lineage from here on out with my kids and with myself. 
So that's what made me really, you know, go and, you know, seek, seek God and seek his face and really get into the word because that word is real. And, and I can't, I can't make anybody believe God. That's, that's not my job. All I can do is be the example. Right. All I can do is right. live my life and show people that he's real and how I live. That's not mean I don't struggle. I struggle just like all, all three of us struggle, all four of us struggle. Struggle with life. But I'm exactly. still trying to live a certain way to where I can bring somebody out who when they first meet me, they're not gonna they, they're not gonna understand my story, I'm telling y'all. They're gonna see me who I am. But if I tell them my story, For sure. they're gonna have they're gonna have the encouragement to change and, and change their lifestyle and be better because they see somebody else who made it through. So that's what that's what that's where my strength comes from. Sure. That's where, you know, I really my faith has really been strong, and I think that's my job. That's that's my job from now on, and that's and that's and that's how I'm gonna walk it out from here on out. Yeah, we can talk about sports. Sports is always gonna be my number one, but at the same time, it's a lot of it's a lot of wisdom I'm gonna give. It's a lot of gems I'm gonna, I'm gonna give because, like me and you, Heck yeah. and and Chris and Mel, that that need that need that need us. They need us not for what we do with our sports. But what we can sure. bring, bro, and we all got something. We all got something we can bring to anybody. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm at in my life, bro. For sure, that's the truth. And while we just on this subject, sure. of like uh, you know, uh, experiencing with drugs and stuff, you know, that's kind of like a big thing going on right now throughout the throughout the youth community, uh, pretty much all over the world. So just while we on that subject, what's kind of like a piece of advice? that you will give to a young man or a young woman kind of going through that right now, uh, you know, having their battles with, with different things, what kind of advice would you give them to kind of give them some kind of like hope uh, to just, you know, hold mm -hmm. on and uh, kind of just start trying to get their life on the right track? So I would, and I've got kids like this right now, but I would tell them, like I'm not gonna beat them up about it because again I, I lived that life and I know how it can be. They, it's it's not always they just people don't want to get high because they want to get high. It's something going on in their life that they're trying to escape. But I'm, I'll just tell them do not do not chase temporary happiness. Don't don't chase temporary peace. Don't chase that because it's a, it's a false peace that this, that drugs will give you. You're still after you're high you're gonna be high. You're gonna be drunk for about thirty minutes to an hour. Then reality is back here, so don't don't chase don't chase temporary peace don't chase um, don't chase the, the false realities that drugs drugs give you like really like really you know get to the root of the issue understand there's people out here that's out here for you and that's that's the best way I can put it is don't don't chase the temporary happiness don't chase the temporary peace that drugs give you just understand there's people out here that that struggle like me and you. But we gotta be open and vulnerable to 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 accept like something is wrong. Don't be scared to don't, don't be scared to don't be afraid to talk, even though that's a reality for some, for many. They're afraid to speak. For sure. Yeah. That's uh that that's real talk, bro. Um I think that's pretty much all we got for you today. We're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. We appreciate you coming on again, bro. Yes, sir. Oh, man, we appreciate all the gems you dropped for anybody listening, bro. For sure. All right, so y'all be safe, man.